Hello and welcome to Community Topics number 19 of Dualist Community. I am here now. No matter how deep the insights go, no matter what dimension I may sometimes feel like I'm in, no matter what, no matter where, it's always here and it's always now. And I often think about what that means to be here now because time is a funny thing as we travel through time, we tend to forget that time itself is just a procession of change. It's always now. And so even if the Big Bang Theory were to be true, for example, and it's what started this iteration of the universe, on a spectrum of eternity, that universe will eventually end, possibly, unless the universe is always in flux, growing and shrinking, as it were, right? And then time ceases to be when the universe ceases to be and you'd have just now but there'd be no way to measure that and then another universe would come to be it could be an eternity later you don't know because it's always now but that universe again would be just another series of nows and so eternity after eternity after eternity universe after universe after universe what you would get is the almost necessary repetition of moments of experiences, just because everything that can exist does exist in eternity throughout the universe, however many there are. And so you would have moments that are almost exactly identical and yet slightly different, but they'd all be happening now. And for the awareness that is reality, they'd all be happening at once. And so on that note, community topics number 19, the voted on topic this week was deja vu. And the secondary topic was clarity versus intelligence. So I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. And I'm wondering, Andrew, where would you like to start with deja vu? Oh, yeah, this is funny because uh, I was actually thinking about deja vu last week. And I think it was before it was voted upon community topics and how I've never really thought about it too much or what it may mean. But. Uh, of course, got voted or got suggested and then voted. And for those who don't know, just to be clear, these are topics that are voted on by Patreon and Discord supporters. Suggestions happen in Discord, and then the vote happens on Discord and Patreon. So if you have any interest in a specific topic that you want us to cover on a full episode and spend the entire time talking about it, definitely hop on those things and get your votes in. Um, but <laughs> so deja vu, uh, so just starting off just to define it, uh, it's a French word that means already seen. And there are so many different theories about what it could possibly be. And I was just doing some digging on what sorts of things that people have come to and they're all hypothetical type things there's a theory that our brains given the two hemispheres we kind of process things almost always at the same exact time but not always at the same exact time and so you may feel like you've been in a situation that you are currently in but had been before because your brain processed it in different ways so it's like five seconds from now you feel like you've already been here it's because five seconds ago you were here and it's like your two sides of your brain processing and there's a number of different things like that you know like you weren't 
paying full attention to the situation uh, at hand. And then later on, you experienced something very similar and you didn't realize you were processing it because you weren't paying super close attention. So then it feels like you had never been there or that you've already been there, but couldn't remember because it wasn't registered in your conscious brain. And I found all of those to be interesting, but I didn't come across any that recognized the reality of what is here and now and the the recognition of in an eternal reality an eternal experience infinite experience all possible scenarios and situations that could happen will happen do happen have happened and it's all here now who's to say that when you experience deja vu and feels like you've already been in a certain place that isn't you tapping into the reality of what you are as the infinite eternal awareness of reality and seeing that you have experienced this or at least you know so close to this that it, you couldn't even possibly recognize the difference in it because it could be staring in a field you know one blade of grass out of a million is different. So there's no way you could, your brain could process that and recognize the difference. And yet it was in a quote unquote different time that was all also here now, because as Ray said in the intro, it's always here now and it always has been. Or maybe it, it is the exact reality that you're experiencing that you've experienced before. And that's the thing. It's not even before you're already always all of those realities. Right. And so it's like, you're catching a glimpse into how much more you are. And it's an interesting thing to kind of think about. We were talking about this today in our Patreon group. And I just want to encourage whoever is listening to join us on Patreon for these groups because they get deep and intense, but we were talking about, the unlimited nature of our imagination and its origin in our awareness as the awareness of reality itself. We were talking about all of the iterations of eternity, all of the iterations of a possible universe, all the things that could exist in those possible universes, and the fact that each and every universe could be as dramatically different as you'd like, but over eternity, eventually you will start to see overlap eventually you'll start to see more and more similarities between those realities because there's only so many variations that there could that there can be even in in eternity in limitlessness you're going to start seeing variations that are very close to one another and so when we close our eyes for example and we exercise our imagination fully and with commitment to doing so that imagine that imagination gets very full and we can actually see moments that aren't necessarily part of the here and now in our biological or physical reality that doesn't make them less real to us as an experience and it's because they are somewhere real to us as an experience somewhere in space and time throughout all of those eternities but it's our attachment to here to this character to this story to this timeline that stops us from exercising our imagination all the time from not seeing hallucinations quote unquote in front of us as we're walking down the street it's our attachment to this story as what's real on the same token, though, that kind of closes us off to what is also part of what's real, which is the fact that you are not just 
the you here and now, but you are the here and now of all of the other things that you're a part of. So when we look at time as say the fourth dimension, for example, Andrew isn't just Andrew, the body here now. Andrew is actually the entire procession of time since Andrew came into the world. All of that is Andrew. And if you look back at your life, you can see the moments that you would call memories in stunning detail if you really focus on them and you have no problems understanding that, oh yeah, that's a here and now that I have access to because you were there. But what if you could look forward with the same knowledge that you were there? Makes you wonder, huh? How? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because, oh, Jesus Christ. So thinking about this stuff, we we look back on things and because we've already experienced them, quote unquote, already experienced them, What's saying that when it all kind of collapses into the idea of Andrew being the procession of time since, then what's to say there's any difference between that and the time to come? Exactly. Like, is that's fourth dimension? That's you in the fourth dimension, the entirety of Andrew's life. Yeah. So, so it's almost like because we're so tied to this story, we can recognize the memories and kind of write them off as, oh, just memories, whatever. But could it be that the more we let go of just being the story and attaching so tightly to the idea that we wouldn't be able to see other periods in a similar type of imaginative way that we can recognize memories because it's all here now and we're just experiencing you know the the movie film one clip at a time but it doesn't mean that the film isn't complete it's an interesting concept isn't it when you start thinking about it, you're like, okay, hold on. What is our experience of time exactly? Is it the linear thing that we perceive it to be? Because that, that's the thing is that right now I'm the present. I'm in the moment. And as a result of my habitual dualistic perspective, I think I've come from the moment before and I'm going to the moment after. But all of those moments exist. And so I could just be perceiving that by virtue of me embodying this variation of the moment, which exists in the perception of time. It doesn't mean that time is actually happening. It doesn't mean that I'm moving sequentially through things, just that each and every one of these moments exists on its own. And I have the experience of moving through them in procession. That makes sense, right? But how much of that is based on just what we see as what makes sense? How much is based on our habitual perspective in terms of duality? Right? How much is based on the fact that you don't think of yourself as the entirety of your lifetime? You don't perceive yourself as the entirety of time that is Andrew, or the entirety of time that is the universe and reality in itself, right? You perceive yourself as this iteration of now, not all iterations of now. And so if you could see that, then you would start to have a sensitivity for the iterations of now that quote unquote follow 
every iteration of now, like you start to see how things cascade. We call that sensitivity, right? When you start to recognize that certain things you do have certain ripples, we call it intuition when we start to recognize how that's going to play out. So what are we doing if not looking very, very slightly into the quote unquote future that we are now open, uh, open enough to see as a possibility? How far can we extend that? Yeah, because mm, being actually aware of what is here and now, like actually here for it, provides a sense of clarity. And I, I know this is another one of our topics. I didn't mean to tie it in right now, but and so it goes. Of course, I didn't intend to, whatever. <laughs> um, so when you're here now, you have a sense of clarity that is no longer veiled by your perception of what you think should be happening based on the story that you're holding on to, and you're able to actually see things as they're happening. So you're less caught off guard by the things that come because you're actually there for them. But how often are we so caught up in the illusion? in the in the things that veil us in the judgments and perception and the things we think we should be doing that we're not actually fully aware of what's happening here now and then we're caught off guard by the things to come but how much could we reduce the amount that we're caught off guard by actually seeing things for how they are here and now and is it just that veil that's placed on top of what's actually happening here now that cuts us off from being able to not only not be surprised by what's to come, but almost have premonitions about it and be able to not expect, but to some degree anticipate what's to come because you're actually where you're at. And that's just, that's equally as quote unquote far you know, that that point in the future is equally as far as that point in the past was from here now. And it's just our attachment and our, oh my God. It's like, because all of that, the veil here now that cover, covers us off from being able to actually see it for what it is, is rooted in the past. It's from what's happened. So it's like, we're still experiencing the past here now. And so if we're actually experiencing here now, would that not equate to a similar ability to look into the future as it was, you know, holding on to the past being experienced here now? I would have to say from my experience, yeah, because at the retreat, there was a point where I was being cocky about calling how things were going to transpire like down to the point where i knew who would be walking next to me last on a walk and i didn't say that to anybody i could just see it coming because it was perfectly symbolic of the of the entire experience that that walk was and i was watching the symbolism of each conversation happening with perfect timing and precision like it had been planned by some master intelligence that i would never understand but it's all it's all of us doing it right and that's it is that in that state of awareness we call it intuition. It's not premonitions of the future. It's that you're feeling what you are. You're feeling more of the tapestry that you're connected to, right? And so it, we call it intuition or sensitivity or anything like that, but 
again, how far does it extend? Right. And as soon as we try to, to tap into it as a, as a means of seeing the future, it disappears. Right. Because you can't do it that way. You actually have to be just relaxed and in the present as the only thing that's real in order for the present to become all that's real. And so you can feel it because you're actually in it as it. But most of the time we're not. So most of the time we are somewhere in our perception of time. Yeah. So without that, and like your experience at the retreat really just came down to you paying attention to where you were at. That was it like that. It's, it's so funny how we love to get caught up in all these, you know, or us society, like high-minded concepts and all this stuff like, Oh, magic. And it's like, it really just comes back to pay, actually paying attention to where you're at. Like that's, it's so fucking fucked and funny at the same time that all of it just comes back to actually paying attention to where you're at without so much concern for where it's going or what it means about you. But we live our entire life caught up in that concern about what it means about us and where we're going that we, a lot of us never actually fully pay attention because we're always caught up and those concepts and those ideas. Because oddly enough, we think that our progression through time, our mastery of that progression through time, our ability to control where we're going into the future is a sign of our intelligence. And I think that as a secondary topic, when the person who suggested clarity versus intelligence, when they did that, I think that they were talking about intelligence as it's normally considered, which is sequencing of, of concepts, logical sequencing of concepts. And being intelligent doesn't necessarily mean that you are self-aware, right? Because we're very intelligent creatures. We can process a lot of information, but self-awareness or clarity really depends on how invested in fictions we are, how invested in concepts we are versus reality itself, right? Because Again, there is a difference between clarity and intelligence, but though in, an, in a state of clarity, you are intelligence, I would say that when you're not in a state of clarity, you are trying to be intelligent. Yeah, and I was thinking about this uh, association, and I, I felt like, like, similar to you, that the, the person who brought it up was comparing clarity to the typical you know mainstream idea of intelligence. Like, I an intelligent person. So I was thinking when you make the shift from believing that you are an intelligent person to recognizing the reality that you are intelligence without the concepts and ideas and stories that come along with that, just raw intelligence is when clarity arises is through that recognition. So it's no longer going from a thing, a limited idea that can have a certain degree of intelligence to recognizing that no idea could ever encapsulate the reality of what you are. And that beyond that limited idea, you just are unlimited intelligence. And through that clarity arises because you're no longer caught up in the ideas that cut you off, in the thoughts about the past or what it means about you in the future. And clarity actually just arises because you're just paying attention to where you're at, no longer so caught up 
in the ideas, but it's through recognizing that you are just raw intelligence that it's able to arise. Absolutely. Because we're tapping into something that's always awe-inspiring. And here's the funny part about it. We'll watch technology companies create new versions of, of robots. Like there's this one company that's created a robot that basically does parkour. Like over the time that it's been developed, they've taught it how to balance itself, how to jump on, on angled surfaces, how to basically do like a backflip and, and, and whatnot. Like they've taught it to do this. And we're all sitting here going, wow, right? Chat GPT and a, a language AI. We're like, wow, our brain is constantly processing things all the time. Our body, every part of our body, every cell of our body is literally doing something intelligent all the time. All the time, we are a product of intelligence. We are actually intelligence in motion. That's what keeps us alive. It's what keeps us going, right? But we never stop to look at that. We never stop to look at the fact that by virtue of your existence, you are the intelligence of the universe. But I think that's largely because of our, our creationist view of the universe as well, that uh, it has to be intelligent design or it was an accident kind of thing. And I always find that funny because why not just intelligence manifest? Like if you had limitless intelligence and it had to express itself, it would do so through a perfect universe. And by perfect, I mean all variations of that universe because there's no such thing as perfect or imperfect. That's just you know a dualistic concept again. And so it would just be infinite versions of, of what we call the universe. That's what a limitless intelligence would do by virtue of what it is, except it would all just exist within that intelligence and we would experience it as intelligence manifest, but it's not intelligent design and it's not intelligent creation because there's no time. And relaxing into that recognition that it is perfect, that it is exactly as it is in every single moment and your opinion of it isn't so relevant, all of a sudden, through that state of relaxation, clarity arises, but it's only through that relaxed nature, that not that lack of trying to get to something through being caught up in the idea that you're able to allow that intelligence and that clarity that comes from the recognition to arise through you. But it's not something that takes effort. It's not something you have to try to do to become clear. It's from letting go of trying to be anything. It's from letting go of instilling so much effort upon everything that you do because you think it means something about you and that you're becoming something. Like through this, you recognize that you're already it. You couldn't be anything more or anything less or anything more intelligent than raw intelligence. It's, it's impossible. Like what, what could possibly be more intelligent than intelligence itself manifest? The only question is how much you get out of its way, which is why I think it's really interesting that those moments when we do experience a deja vu are moments when we're normally just not paying attention to something. Like we're just relaxed. Right. Sometimes even disoriented, and all of a sudden we're like, whoa, I'm pretty sure I've been here before. And it can get weird. Like, not just to the point where you're like, I think I've been in here before. 
And I'm pretty sure somebody comes around the corner right now and, and then it happens. Those moments are great, right? But it's always, it's always when you're in a state where you're not looking for it. It's interesting. It always catches you off guard. And what catches you off guard, I think more than anything, more than even the fact that perhaps you saw the future, was the fact that perhaps you saw another moment in time that was outside of your timeline. And in that is the recognition that perhaps you exist in all moments of time, regardless of if they're in your current timeline. And that's a hell of a question. It really is. And it's not one that we can answer through conceptual intelligence. It's one that we have to answer through clarity and subjectivity and the willingness to relax and question everything that we think we are. That's the only way that we can really look at this question is to push the boundaries of what we think is real. But that means to push the boundaries of what we currently think is existence or even the universe itself. People think of the universe as time. They think of it as a beginning and everything that came after that beginning and that perception of the universe as linear time changes our access to everything. It changes our perception of everything because time itself doesn't exist that way. Time is always now. But wrapping your mind around that is hard when you first start, especially when you're used to looking at it a different way. Yeah, I like the point you made uh, just before about deja vu happening when you're pretty relaxed, when you're not so caught up in you know, all the concepts, all the veils that uh, are laid over the reality here now. And so it makes me wonder if deja vu isn't just an opportunity to pay closer attention to where you're at. Because how often do we experience deja vu? We're like, what the fuck this really feels like? And all of a sudden we go from like kind of paying attention to like paying attention. Like, what the fuck? I feel like I've been here. Holy shit, this is wild. Like deja vu, what an interesting thing. And and sometimes that only lasts for, you know, 10 seconds. Then we get caught back up in the ideas, but it's glimpses like that that allow, then, and it's only through that paying attention to where you're at, that clarity and that recognition of raw intelligence and, and the reality of what you are, just being where you're at, aware of what is, whole and complete, exactly as you are, not needing to get anywhere or get to any place or accomplish anything, just pay attention to where you're at. And that's where the magic is. <laughs> like that's where the clarity lies in, is in those situations which I think deja vu is just an opportunity for us to recognize that whether we call it deja vu or whatever term we use, when you feel like you've been somewhere, all of a sudden you're paying very close attention. You're a little bit curious about, you know, what's going on, not, you know, past and the future, but what's going on right now. This is very interesting, but that's always the case. There's a sense of curiosity and, and appreciation for this moment when you let get less caught up in where you're going and where you've been. So I see deja vu is just an opportunity, just a little, you know, poke for us to maybe be able to more clearly recognize that when we are so caught up in all of those illusions. That's a really good point. That's really interesting because the recognition that perhaps you've been here before suddenly jars you and you're like, Hmm, I'm going to pay attention to this. There must be something important to this. And I will admit that over the course of the last 20 years of my life, the recognition that 
I will always be, that awareness is eternal, has changed my appreciation of each and every moment. Because I know I'm always going to be that moment. That moment will always exist. And so it's not something I'm running from. I don't consider it to be the fearful unknown, right? I, I consider it to be something that's just a part of me. And so moving into the future or moving into the next moment, as it were, the next iteration of now, yeah, I'm generally in a state of appreciation and enthusiasm and paying attention. And it's exactly like it is when you have a moment of deja vu. You're just like, ah, this is interesting. And life is. When you recognize that you are the eternal now, life is always interesting. Even when it's difficult and challenging, it's interesting because you know, because you know that there isn't anything really to fear. You will always be life. So it makes me wonder if that appreciation, if that letting go of the conceptual, of the idea of yourself and what any moment means about you isn't just an expanded state of deja vu, or if deja vu isn't a condensed state of that potential that everyone gets glimpses of, you know, they say 60 to 80% of people experience deja vu at some point in their life. Is that not the case that could just be that recognition tapping at you and showing you, this is interesting. This is curious. Wonder what's, wonder what's behind this veil. Wonder what's under this curtain. And deja vu is just a expression of that potential state in which you can always exist without needing to feel like you've always been there. It's just a state of curiosity and paying attention to exactly where you're at here and now, exactly what you are here and now. And nonetheless, one has to think about just the sheer raw certainty in that moment of deja vu that you're like, I have been here. I know this, that experience in itself, like we're, we're talking about this all the time on dualistic unity, about letting go about sensitivity, about being in the moment and so on and so forth. And you get glimpses of that through practice, but to get hit in the face with it, with that degree of certainty, it's jarring. Like it really makes you think, huh, Am I just catching a glimpse at a possibility in terms of, of an actual ability that we have? Because again, in dualistic unity, in this conversation, we are touching on the same conversation. We're touching on the same mentality, but we're doing so in a way that we're talking about sensitivity for the next like 30 seconds, maybe the next five seconds sometimes, and just in a conversation, right? Even maybe just the next two seconds in terms of what somebody's response to you is going to be. Like we're talking about sensitivity in that regard but to know to, to actually have the sensitivity in that moment to feel it a minute two minutes out that'd be great like that sounds that sounds really interesting and it reminds me of a movie that we're actually going to have to watch in one of our movie review series next with Nicolas Cage and it was based on a story by Philip K. Dick called The Golden Man and it was about somebody who could see I think it was like 30 seconds or 60 seconds into the future in all directions. Oh, man. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the insight we've been touching on this whole time, that if we can experience it back, you know, 30 seconds in the past, and time doesn't actually exist in the way that we think it does, who's to say that at some point that degree of paying attention to where you're at couldn't build enough sensitivity that it kind of bubbles out 
into 30 seconds to a minute into the future. And who's to say that that movie being created wasn't intelligence arising and being like, hey, now there's something that might be here. You can start getting out of your own way a little bit. Stop thinking about yourself so much. There's a lot going on here. Just got to pay attention to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Philip K. Dick was a very aware individual. Uh, he is also the author that the Adjustment Bureau was based upon. So you can see the general theme of everything that they're talking about. They mentioned him in Waking Life as well. Just a very aware person who expressed a lot of very insightful stories. And as always, that person's you and me and everyone else. And we are all the eternal now. And so anything they can do, you can do. Anything you can do, anyone else can do, so long as they have the clarity and the willingness to be present. But yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting rabbit hole, the deja vu, the experience of deja vu, especially given the mentality that there is nothing but now. Once you start taking out linear time, deja vu becomes an entirely different topic. And I'm very, very glad that it was suggested for this week's Community Topics episode because there's a lot to it. And this is a conversation, again, I look forward to getting into at the next retreat when we don't necessarily have a certain amount of quote unquote time and we can just settle in and have this conversation because it's one of those ones that kind of twists your brain in a good way. And you start to feel like you're tripping as you get closer and closer and closer to the present. And then weird things start happening. And it's really nice to be able to share those weird things with the person who's with you, as opposed to the person who's across the Zoom screen from you. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be it'll be very interesting to get into this at the next retreat, just to, you know, kind of toy with it like like we were at the last one in that state of clarity. Like, all right, we've gotten gotten ourselves out of the way a bit here. What's what's next? What's possible beyond all of these limitations that we've been carrying with us for so long? What's what's left after we let go? of our idea of what we think we are and what we think of what's possible, you know, what, what can we do with this? What can we, what can we think about, or at least not even think about as if it is something we're doing intentionally, but just what can we allow to arise in this situation, in this conversation? What can we, what can we see that maybe we couldn't before, especially when we're surrounded by a number of people who are also seeing beyond some of those limitations really makes me wonder and it gets me excited for uh for next later next year when it's a lot more than just 10 to 12 people involved in the situation that'll be a ride yeah that's going to be incredible for sure but i want to say that uh this conversation is awesome it's a fun one and I encourage the listener, if you've experienced your own deja vu recently that you can remember clearly, we'd love to hear about it. Join us on Discord. Let us know your experience. Let everybody else know about your experience. It's possible somebody might remember having it as you because that's how we grow. That's what this is all about. Dualistic unity is really all about you and all of us having this conversation, not to settle on an answer, but to ask the questions and really push the envelope in terms of what is existence all about? without settling on something just because it makes us feel better. 
And so again, I appreciate this conversation about deja vu. Do join us on Discord or Patreon or both and suggest a topic for next week, or you can vote on some of the topics that have already been suggested. We appreciate it so much. We will see you next week. Take care. Bye, everyone.